Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, my guest is friend of the show, Paul Kiriazzi, director of such cult classics as Ninja Busters and Death Machines. He also has produced several excellent audiobooks, such as Wicked Players and Rockstar Rising. He also is the author of the self-help classic, The James Bond Lifestyle Seminar. His latest project is Forbidden Power, a film uh, that has been shot up in uh, Seattle. You can find out more about Paul at www.paulkiriazzi.com. That's K-Y-R-I-A-Z-I. And you can find a lot of his writing out there at authorsden.com. Now, I see that Paul is on the line calling from Japan several hours in the future. So let me go ahead and bring him on in. Hello, Paul. Hi, William. Yep, I'm in the future, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> ahead of you, and the future looks good for your listeners. Tell them. <laughs> oh, awesome, man, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. I've just, um, I just came back to Japan uh, after four months in uh, Seattle, Washington, and I started my movie. Uh, I had about two weeks pre-production, and um, started August 21, and that is supposed to be at a 15-day schedule. And August 21 was supposed to be the less of those two weeks of less rain, according to the almanac on the internet. The less rain that's in um, Seattle, so that's why I chose that date. And um, made it through um, the 15 days with, I think, one day rain, but we were inside. And then I stayed there for a total of four months to do the uh, the editing and uh, post-production, sound, sound mixing, and just got back to Japan four days ago. That's amazing. We're going to really dig into that because I really wanted to talk about the fact that it's important for performers to have three hot projects at once, so I know that uh, Forbidden Power would be at the top of that list. So talk a lot more about uh, Forbidden Power and then uh, your other projects. Well, I, um, as you mentioned, I've done audio books uh, in the last years, and I, I hired um, the stars I grew up with, uh, you know, Rod Taylor from The Birds and the Time Machine and George uh, Chikaris, Russ Tamlin from West Side Story, had them. I had about 21 different uh, name actors in three different audio books, full cast. And uh, I wrote um, uh, a novel called uh, Forbidden Pal- Power and decided to make that into a movie. I haven't done a movie uh, feature film for years. And the um, the thing that's important um, for your listeners, those that are interested in uh, you know making a movie on, on your own, is... Things have changed with uh, high-def 4K video. So uh, with videos, you know, you don't have to buy film stock or make work print or have a negative cut and print and, you know, go through that lab process. So uh, it's a great time for filmmakers. I shot this in uh, actually 6K, which is very high definition. Uh, Some dragon, uh, what they call uh, dragon camera the top of the line so it's what uh, other feature films uh, use so it's a great time for filmmakers uh, to do that it was under $200,000 and um, you know when I started making uh, feature films we always paid everybody got paid uh, none of this working for free I was in film school um, that's when you know people work for free but after that you have to raise the money to pay everybody we were not uh, we were non-union however i paid the actors the 
Screen Actors Guild uh, scale minimum for movies under $200,000, and the, the Screen Actors Guild called those uh, ultra ultra low budget, and so all the actors got $125 a day as if it were a union shoot. And I did this so the actors are respected, you know, and uh, right. the actors come the actors come in a professional mode. And uh, as you know, um, when you get hired on a movie, whether it's crew or acting, first thing your relatives and loved ones say is, how much are you getting paid? <laughs> they don't ask you, what's the movie about? So I gave them that respect. So when their relatives ask them, what do they get paid? They say, hey, Screen Actors Guild uh, minimum. So um, I had enough money to make the movie in 15 days. I'm pretty good at that uh, scheduling. That's my strength. I'm more of a producing director and... Um, I did a movie called Omega Cop with Adam West, Batman from television. I did that in 21 days, so I know how to schedule, and uh, I never get off schedule and uh, finish the movie in in the 15 days. So the it's a um, it's a little different for me. My first six features have been martial arts uh, oriented action uh, movies. This is a um, romantic mystery thriller with some action. And uh, just so you can get a uh, just a taste of it, the first scene is a ten-year-old girl at night walking through the Arizona desert alone. She sits on the edge of the Arizona meteor crater, looks up into the sky, and then it dissolves. Fifteen years later, that little girl is a mysterious woman who comes to a electronics convention in San Francisco and picks up this guy at a booth and says, "You know, meet me." Uh, in, in your hotel room, and then the story goes from there. So I got the audience hooked right there. What's this little girl in the desert have to do with, you know, now she's old, older, you know, she's 25 years old, and she picks this guy up, and this guy has to decide whether to call her and, and meet her. And uh, and then what happens uh, after he meets her is, is the story. So uh, with no stars, I have to hook the audience right away with interest. And uh, we did we yeah. did with uh, with a story. Great, great. I want to get on the technical side a little bit. Uh, two subjects, CGI, and then also you mentioned that it was 6K. So is that uh, the same as the old uh, uh, high def? I know the old high def was 1080 by 1920. I mean, talk a little bit more about uh, the 6K versus the old high def, and then also to use any CGI. Hello, Paul. We might be having technical difficulties there. Hello. Okay. Having technic technical difficulties from uh Japan. Let's see what's going on here. Hello. All right. Let's see what's going on. Okay. All right. Hold on, folks. We got a problem here. Let's see what's going on. Oh, okay. He's back on. Okay, I got you. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello. Hey, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what. (laughs) Yeah, we lost connection. But let's talk about, uh, yeah, the uh, the technical side of things. So uh, any CGI in the film? Yes, I got a lot. Um, I use Victory Studios in Seattle because it's um, a friend of mine. He was in the Air Force uh, with me in the motion picture uh, department, and we remain friends. And that's a that's a big thing. On uh, uh, tell your listeners, uh, you know, it's your contacts that you maintain throughout the year and out the years. And he um, he has a studio called Victory Studio in Seattle, and he has it also Victory Studios in Los Angeles, and they have. Um, uh, in-house, we did everything in-house. I mean, titles, and we had a lot of CGI um, and rear screens and that kind of thing. So um, 
technically they were able to do that and took uh, took about a month. We had a hundred special effects shots in in the wow. in the film. Yeah, so there was a lot. So uh, we had a train. We did a train crash in Las Vegas. It's all CGI and it nice. looks real. Yeah, so it's our, one of our highlights. The train uh, comes crashing out of the wall of the MGM Casino, goes across the street and crashes into the um, New York New York Hotel with the Statue of Liberty replica falling over on top of the train, and we were able to do that CGI using. Um, stock shot of um, the real intersection, and uh, and then putting in the train uh, photographically. So um, that's another thing that um, people can use now uh, CGI. To get on YouTube, you can see what people are doing in their own homes in CGI, let alone studios. So um, as you know uh, now, I was so surprised. I love the movie uh, John Wick, and they had all those gunshots and gunfights. And then I saw the making of, and there's Keanu Reeves, you know, shooting the gun with nothing coming out of it, just doing the reaction. The flames now are all put in um, with CGI, and you can control the flames. Or the bullets flying out of the gun, if it's, a, you know, that kind of automatic uh, CGI, the actors just play the kick. So before, you had to hire a, a union special effects man powder man to do bullet hits and bullet shots um for the pistols you had to uh, buy blank ammunition and depending if the shutter of the um the camera was open it would catch the flame but sometimes it wouldn't so all the gunshots we have a um, we have a gunfight in the in the movie and uh, it's all cgi including the uh, the slider on the top of the uh the Glock gun sliding back, you put that in by CGI, put it all in by hand. So it's a wonderful time to make movies and uh, explosions. Uh, you can uh, you can do pretty much with uh, CGI, so you don't have to hire the uh, union powder man. And you have to, if you're going to do any kind of real explosion, you have to hire a licensed special effects man to, to uh, blow things up. My movie Death Machines, we blew up a real um, you know Cessna two-seater airplane as it was lifting off, and that was done by a licensed uh, uh, special effects powder man. So it's a great time uh, to make movies technically, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, and it seemed like there are fewer uh, stuntmen, but did you use any stuntmen at all? Well, I did a um, a uh, fight scene in an alley in the fog, and that was great. Of course, we had three fog machines going, and we had um, ten actors. It was they're supposed to be an Asian street gang, so we uh, they have they have a lot of good actors up in Seattle, and they have some good uh, casting agencies. And uh, so we hired uh, ten. Uh, oh God, was it ten, fifteen? I think um, Asian uh, young Asian men, and they were excited. I, I'm using. Um, uh, one of the actors named Harry Mock, M-O-K. He was in uh, Rambo, uh, the second Rambo, and he's produced films, and he has a new movie coming out called Animal Crackers um, with the voices, uh, an animation movie with the voices of Sylvester Stallone and Danny DeVito and others. But anyway, uh, I flew him up to Seattle in this one martial arts um, school. They knew Harry. They knew Harry Mock very well. And we have a scene in a karate school. But for the street fight, we hired um, just actors, and um, they were they did the stunts, and they were happy to do it to work with Harry. They knew they knew Harry Mock by reputation, so uh, I, I didn't have any dangerous you know high falls or anything like that. I've hired stuntmen for high falls in my other movies, but. Um, Basically, the, the guys did their own stunts. They were so excited. You know, I had mats. I had knee pads for them that they could wear under their clothes. And we were rehearsing, and they'd fall down on the ground. I'd say, don't fall. Wait, 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 wait till the camera's rolling. You know, not, Don't fall in there. So, <laughs> but they were, they were really excited, and they had a great time. And the uh, scene came out really, uh, really well. So, yeah, there were, there were stunts. But they were just, you know, run, jump, and fall, or taking a kick or taking a hit. And I've I've got a, a perfect safety record from all the movies uh, I've done. That's great. That's great. So, Paul, 
you got to talk about the difference between a crew mentality and a producing mentality. Yeah, well, William, this is the very important. Um, you know, I love to be in a crew. I've been hired to work on crews and sound and uh, choreography for fight scenes, uh, stunts, uh, even extra work. And I love I love working on other people's movies because you get you get paid, you get to um, you know circulate and meet people in the film business, and you don't have to worry about the weather or whether an actor gets sick or all those responsibilities that you have when you're when you're producing. So when you're on a crew, you know, do the best you can. Don't complain of, you know, if it's late hours or whatever, you know, whatever happens, just, you know, be happy to be there and, and do your job. And um, now here's a story I'll, I'll tell you that actually happened. You won't believe this, William, but we're putting together the crew, and the crew was expensive, a professional crew up in Seattle. And um, yeah. the director of photography um, uh, recommended uh, a young woman he knew to do the focus, follow focus, assistant camera person. And uh, my production manager, uh, Conrad, who who owns Victory Studio, is putting the crew together. So the young woman right. calls in. She calls in. I was in the room. And he took the call and uh, to interview the young woman about working as an assistant camera person. And the first thing she said, William, was, uh, yeah, you're doing a movie. Yeah, I'm calling in for that. The first thing I want to know is what are the meal penalties and the overtimes? I want to talk about meal penalties and overtime. <laughs> that was the <laughs> first thing she asked. Can you imagine, William, you're producing, you know, you're producing something and as you have, and you're responsible for the money and getting the job done, and somebody calls you up and says, the first thing I want to talk about is meal penalties and overtime. Hmm. So, yeah, my production <laughs> manager said, hey, a lot of people are sacrificing on this movie if you have that attitude. Right, exactly. You know, and then she, she said, well, I'll call you back, and then she never did. I think she was embarrassed, and if she told any relatives that's what she said, they would have set her straight. I mean, so right. you don't go in. You don't go in like that. You go in. I mean, the first thing you ask, hey, what's the movie about? And you know, the right. exciting things like that. Having so, a servant mentality, uh, more so. <laughs> what can I do? Yeah, what I can mean, I do to talk you? about. And and it gave me the impression like she's not going to start working until she goes into overtime. You know, I worked uh, I worked crew um, on one project, and they they it was a big project, and they had overtime. And uh, it was great. You go into overtime and you say, ooh, I'm making 50% more. You know, mentally I don't say it out loud, but it's great. But I worked just as hard the first eight hours as the second. So right. anyway, that's a that's a kind of a bad crew mentality to have. So that's why I say, you know, be happy you got a job. You're on the set and you don't have to worry about the weather and the actors and the payroll. Producing mentality is a is a whole different thing. There's a, there's You're risking money. Uh, you're you're making a statement of I'm going to do this project. Um, you know, I, I had I had one friend uh, you know read the script and he says, oh, you'll never finish it in 15 days. And I told him, but you were on Ninja Busters. We finished that in 12. Well, not this one. But then he said, congratulations when I finished it. Um, so the, the producing, it's all about risk and spending money. And your listeners, if they're serious about uh, doing a doing a movie, uh, you can get on YouTube and and there's a lot of independent producers talking about how they made uh, their movie. And for example, uh, one of them spent fifty thousand dollars to do a twenty minute short, and he said two important things: you get on, you start making a movie, and it's like a, a water hose of money you just keeps shooting out. You got to keep spending, <laughs> and. Um, and I always remember that. I always remember Yul Brenner in The Magnificent Seven. He told the villagers, "If you hire us, you know, to protect you, there's killing, more killing, and then more killing after that until the reason for it has stopped." Well, when you make a feature film, there's spending money, and then more money, and more money after that until the reasons for it has ended. You finish your project. So, <laughs> so he said this. One guy said the fifty thousand he could have made a feature. He should have mm. made a feature because, you know, if you can shoot 20 minutes, uh, you know, 
just run run the scenes longer, have more scenes, and uh, you know shoot a, So he shot a short in four days, and you know Roger Corman, who um, made those Edgar Allan Poe movies in the in the 60s, he was shooting movies in a week. So it's not necessarily yeah. good, but um, I, so don't go for the short story. Go go for you know for the short film. Go for the feature because then. Now, here's the big thing, Wayne, uh, for producers. Uh, Amazon, last couple of months, um, now you can upload your own movie, just like you, before you could upload your own book, set your price. Right. And you can upload your own movie on Amazon and have that audience, and then you can advertise it on your Twitter and your Facebook, and you set your rental price, you set your pay price, just like it's a, you know, a Netflix uh, movie. Or an Amazon movie, so that's great. You have an outlet now. And the other thing is, anybody to tell you on the internet, don't give your movie to a distributor. And right. If you show your movie, see now, video is great. You can get your movie on a Blu-ray or a download. But if you show it to somebody, they can just take it and make a thousand copies and sell it to foreign countries. So always. Put across your screen consideration copy the words consideration copy right across the front of the screen so if that blu-ray is out of your hands uh, if you mail it to anybody now India they'll take a movie it says consideration copy and they'll show it in the theaters with and send charge money <laughs> for it and you're on the big screen it says consideration copy so that's how bad uh, piracy is so uh, don't give wow. your money, a movie to a distributor. It's better to, you know, get a little money on Amazon. Distributors will promise you, you know, I've gone through that in the old days. You had to use a distributor to get out on the screens. There was no video. Um, so now, you know, yeah. do it yourself on Amazon. But anytime you send that movie out, you mail it out. Put make sure big words across the screen. And if the distributor, whoever you're trying to sell it to, complains, just tell them honestly. This way, you know, you, Mr. Distributor, know that nobody else has this movie. You are protected. If you buy this movie, we'll give you the, the material without that, without the words across it. So these are, uh, we're talking about the uh, crew mentality versus the producer uh, mentality. Risk is very scary. Um, you know, I, I put my own money into this, and um, you take a risk. Uh, I knew that with the action thriller mystery market and that lower budget that I could eventually get my money back, say on Amazon or selling various countries one by one at that low um, a budget. But the risk is uh, we could get rained out. Um, the mysterious woman that I mentioned, the lead, uh, I had to get from New York because it was a very specific part and had to have a certain look. And, uh, you know, look, I went through casting by Internet. I did most of the pre-production work here in Japan just by going to uh, casting um, uh, companies, agencies on the net that had photos of the actors uh, searching yeah. locations. I needed a convention center for the second scene, and I found a computer museum that looked in Seattle that looked like a convention center if we dressed it and put up nice. green screen for videos so I did all I, I did you, you know people you can do casting and you can do locations all by internet searching so the risk that I'm talking about for producers you're putting up money and uh, you know God I had I got the the, uh, the actress's uh, airplane and I gave her her first uh, day's salary and then she flew in you know so but you never know if they're going to fly in or not uh, or if an actor gets sick, or if it's going to get rained out, or you don't finish your scenes and you go from 15 days to 20 days, I was spending for crew only uh, 5,000 a day. So that's how that's how you you figure out your daily wow. rate, your actors and your crew, and with the actors probably 6,000 a day. Well, six times 15 is whatever, and that's not including, you know food and location expenses or transport or hotels for the, for the yeah, people. Yeah, that's up. Yeah, so that's how you make your budget. You figure out your daily, what your daily is going to cost, and, and then you just 
see how far your your budget will take you. So that risk is scary, uh, William, because uh, you know with the with the money I spent, I could live at Disney World for <laughs> which I love for <laughs> many many months, and and that's what pulls on you. Um, years ago, uh, when I made my my second feature, Death Machines, and it, uh, Crown International picked it up, and it opened in 50 theaters in Los Angeles area alone. Uh, people I knew got excited, and one guy had a hundred thousand dollars was going to make a make his feature, and I made Death Machines for seventy thousand at that time right. in scope Technicolor. And uh, and then he said, oh, I don't know, and he had a script that he was going to star in it, and um, he was ready to go, and then he. He bought a Porsche. He decided to buy a Porsche for 50000 And then he told me, he said, well, now that I bought that car, I guess I can't do the movie. So a tangible object is you know, more secure than some imagination movie that you want to make and maybe not finish. So that's, that's the risk and the money expenditure that a producer right. has to yeah, do. And it's a whole different... It's a whole different mentality. I remember the movie Grand Prix, and the race. Uh, the, one of the racers said, "You know, we have to win. We have to take these risks, and risks are always risks. You know, it means you might not succeed. Uh, they have these T-shirts you see people wearing says take yeah. a risk. Well, to get ahead, you have to take a risk. But mm. you know, I've had projects that failed. I had projects that oh, and even Ninja Busters, we ran out of money in a, finished it three years later um right risk are does not you take a risk doesn't mean you're going to succeed and that's the scary part and that's the mentality of the of a producer versus crew so right uh, yeah you know yep i mean if you can't if you can't lose you can't really win so i want to get into how communication how those in the communication business can invest in themselves in uh, in 2018. You know, you're looking at your year coming up. You know, what are some good ways to invest in yourself? Because that's really, I think, the secret weapon for people in this business. Yeah. Uh, when you say secret weapon, I'll tell you, it's completed a completed project, whether it's a book that you put on Amazon, a, a, even a short film, that you can get into festivals, a completed project, something you can hand somebody and say, here, here's my book, here, here's my DVD of my of, of my movie. So some kind of, even, even a script, a completed script to make a movie. So for 2018, uh, you know, actors, you know, even actors, uh, they can produce their own, their own movies, um, the Death Machines was produced by a karate champion, Ron Marchini, who wanted to be an actor. And uh, he had acted in a couple of movies in the Philippines because of his reputation. He was hired. And then in America, he uh, he produced Death Machines, and he found me. So even actors can produce their own product. As you know, Kirk Douglas had his own production company, produced Spartacus, many, many movies. Burt Lancaster had his own production company. And, uh, you know, so it's... Tom Cruise, so actors uh, can be producers and they can put themselves uh, in the lead role or in a supporting role. Um, so actors can think themselves as producers as well. But they can also get into a play, local play. I mean, that's that's a completed project. So I would, I would uh, tell your listeners for 2018, uh, what can I do that would be a completed project? project and and that's what that's what moves you forward everybody talks about a movie they want to make or or a book they want to write and they'll tell you the story they're excited to have somebody listening the best is a completed project now i i had scripts i finished omega cop the one with adam west and and then i couldn't i, I was close to getting financing for my other uh, next movie and couldn't do that and a couple of years went by and then I saw Pulp Fiction, and it was so interesting, structured. I said, this could be just as clever as a novel. So I changed two of my scripts into novels, got them on Amazon, and then I had enough money to uh, make them into those full-cast audiobooks that we uh, that we mentioned. 
So the, and they were completed project. I completed novels, paper, and then Kindle, and then I had completed audio books. I can say here, here, William, here's my audio book on four CDs. You can listen to it. It's completed. It's got a cover. It's got a price. It's got a box. So uh, I would encourage your listeners and your artists uh, to think in terms of the completed project. And I'll tell you one more story. I got into the Air Force and um, uh, for four years in the movie department. When I arrived, and I, I had 16 millimeter, 20 minute action karate movies, uh, dramas. Uh, two of them won the Berkeley Film Festival uh, two years uh, in a row. Two different movies. So I was showing those movies to the the, the movie group, and this one guy who was a very serious filmmaker and ended up having his own studio after that but he didn't say anything and and then i showed i had about four you know karate action movies sound and drama and the whole thing and then one time he came up to me i was by, by myself he says you know you're you're the real deal you're a real filmmaker and i said but i thought you didn't like my karate action movies and he said that's not the point you have completed film after completed film after completed film. Right. And I never forgot. I never forgot those words. And years later, I, I reminded him of, of it. So it wasn't the fact that the subject, they were completed. They were, you know, movies you could show. So for 2018, you know, complete a stage play or a, a, a book, a novel or fiction, nonfiction, or short film with video people are making movies on their iPhones now and editing them on uh, their home laptop and you there's a there's a website called sounddogs.com and they got half a million sound effects you just search and they all and they're like 5 bucks each whatever you need an ambience you know birds and all of that um and they They've also got music, and you can search thriller or love music, and and you can buy those for about $120 for your movie. So sounddogs.com, I use them for all my audio books, and I use them for this feature film as well. So you get on Sound Dogs, and you just search. You find the right music. It takes a little skill and craft to choose the right music and to edit it in and choose the sound levels. So... uh, People are making movies on their iPhones. I recommend getting a you know a little better camera and uh, and some good sound, and you can you can uh, raise some money, pay the actors, uh, make a good schedule, film it in 15 days like I did, and um, or even shorter, or if your budget allows, longer, and uh, edit it on your laptop and have a feature length. 90 minutes, 95 minutes, and put it on Amazon. And the other thing is I'm constantly uh, building Facebook and Twitter. Naturally, I don't I don't buy followers or anything, but uh, right. I think right. that's very important these days. Build your Twitter, your Facebook, LinkedIn, and, um, you know, build it over the years. Young people, you can start building now because it's all fan-based, William, as you know, actors. Right. Made by by fan base, you know, uh, tickets that can be sold. You know, you hire Tom Cruise because you know how many tickets he's going to sell, and that's why he gets paid that money. So uh, build up your fan base, whether it's uh, you're a writer or um, or a producer, or build it up now so it'll pay off later. And then when you finish your movie, you you tweet out to your followers and Facebook and and LinkedIn. Uh, you give them a link to your movie on Amazon, and hopefully they'll go there and rent it for three bucks. Right. And speaking so, of completed yeah. prep, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's what I recommend for 2018 completed project. And speaking of on that subject, uh, forbidden uh, power. So when I fire up uh, Amazon, what can I expect to, to see that out there? Okay, well, we just uh, finished it, and as I said, it was beautiful uh, when we when we finished it on the uh, on the editing uh, machine. You know, we we can we downloaded the file onto this Cinema Digital package, which is just a 
file like a Blu-ray, and we were able to show it. And we showed it. Uh, we had four screenings in Seattle, and then I had a screening in San Francisco, screening room, and then another screening room in Los Angeles. And then I came back here. Um, I saw some changes. We're making some uh, changes, mostly sound, and adding a little um, music someplace where I thought I needed. So there's, those were like test screenings. And um, the the crew at Victory Studios gets back there uh, January 3rd, and we're going to make those changes. I'll do it by, by Skype. And uh, once we make those changes, uh, first we're going to... Um, give a disc with the words consideration copy across the disc or across the screen for the whole movie. <laughs> we're going to give, give it to, uh, to Netflix and hopefully they'll, uh, uh pay cash to, um, uh, make it a Netflix original. Now, here's some hope for your, uh, your listeners. Uh, one man made a documentary, 90 minute documentary about how the police are becoming militant. And that's the subject. And Netflix paid a million dollars to that guy to buy the documentary. Uh, there's another one. I can't wow. remember the subject. Now, and remember, as you know, drama movies are more saleable than documentaries. So, especially if you're in the you know kind of a science fiction or hack action or horror uh, genre, uh, that's important. Another guy. Uh, I don't know the subject, but he sold his documentary to Netflix for a million dollars. So our first, uh, to answer your question, we're going to go to Netflix and, um, and, and then uh, see if they want to do it an original. And then I'm, uh, whether they say yes or no, I'm still going to keep the Amazon rights and then I'm going to put it on Amazon. Um, hopefully, uh, the end of February and get that on. I'll have a trailer. Um, we already have a trailer, um, Forbidden Power, but I don't want to put it on Facebook yet because I I got a few more screenings. And if um, uh, uh, here's some advice for your future producer listeners: um, don't put your trailer on until you've approached uh, the companies you want to, because they may want to put their name on it and call it a Netflix original or an Amazon original or some other studio wants to put their name as they as if they were the executive producers or the main distributors which they often do you know i mean the, like um, crown international presents so that's why i'm not putting uh, the the trailer on and it's to see if um those some company will take us up on that option and pay cash so i'm gonna get get my money back on that so i to answer your question i'd say uh, end of um, February, I would have it on Amazon, so people can check me out on my Facebook uh, under my name, and uh, and check uh, check back and see when the movie will be out. That's that's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. So I wanted to to uh, take a bit of a left turn and talk more about what you've learned over the years about effective. Writing. What's your process to sit down at that blank screen and conjure up good ideas and execute those ideas? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I've learned. Um, number one is if you don't have, you know, a name actor in your movie, and everybody will tell you don't do a movie unless you can get a name actor. Well, in this situation, I couldn't afford. Uh, a name actor. The uh, the risk was, you know, financial risk would have been uh, too big, and there wasn't enough money to do it, uh, frankly. So what you have to do, whether it's a book or a movie, you've got to grab the audience on the first page or the first thirty seconds. So when I type this movie. My novel, I did uh, Forbidden Power, was the same thing. I typed this movie with a television remote control in my left hand, meaning (laughs) uh, you already got it, William. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Meaning, when your movie goes on television or cable or Amazon, who's ever watched it? There's so much content that people can watch, and they can watch these big 
hundred million dollar movies. So you've got to. People can s- switch away from your movie and they can turn it off anytime. So my when I write, it's like, okay, grab the audience and keep them. So they'll say, well. You know, they'll be, they're the ones holding the remote control. They'll say, oh, what is this? Oh, girl walking through the desert. Okay, I'll watch a little bit more. Oh, she comes to the meteor. Okay, I'll watch a little bit more. Oh, she dissolves, and now she's the adult, and she's at this convention. I wonder what's up. Oh, I'll watch a little more. Oh, she invites this guy. Call me, and we'll meet, I'll meet you in the room. Oh, now I'm really going to watch, <laughs> you know. So we're going to see if the guy calls the girl, and then he goes, and then he figures uh, she might be a prostitute. So he goes down into the lobby, and he gets some money out of the cash machines, and he goes to the convenience store in the lobby and buys some condoms. And oh, I think I'll watch a little more. Then the girl, he calls the girl, and then she comes to the room. Oh, ooh, she did show up. Okay, I'll watch a little more. So hopefully they <laughs> keep watching a little more until the movie's over. So when you type, <laughs> just think of that guy sitting on a sofa with his hands yeah. on a remote control, ready to click off your project anytime, or wow. to walk out of the theater. And that's the way. That's the number one thing uh, I've learned. And suspense doesn't necessarily mean the hero's hanging off a cliff by his fingers. You know that is suspense. That is a suspense scene. But it's, suspense is what's going to happen. In the next minute, I'll watch a little more. Uh, some producers said uh, everything changed with the remote control. You know, uh, remote controls came in, I think, in 1960. Remote control television. Before, you had to get up from the couch and go over and turn the knob. And and also, there was only three networks at that time. So you're pretty much stuck with what's on, you know, with those three channels. But now there's 100 channels, and you can... Channel surf, that that uh, term of expression started in the 1960s. You can channel surf. So if, this, if a movie or a television show is not entertaining, you click to another channel without leaving the sofa. And that's the challenge. Yeah. So type <laughs> your scripts and your novels and think about that guy sitting on a sofa eating a pizza with a remote control in his hand ready to click away from your movie. <laughs> what are the characteristics of a good director? Well, it's it's uh it's collaboration. Um you have to you have to have the crew and cast on on your side and all through my career making movies um I don't you know, I don't say to the crew you can tell me your ideas, or oh, I guess I did on this one. You know, you just you know, feel free to tell me your ideas because I had a on Death Machine. I had a visitor to the set. I was staging a scene, and then I heard somebody say, "Well, well, tell him, tell him." And I said, "What? Why don't you have the guy walk over here and do this?" I go, "Oh, great idea!" So I had a visitor on the set come up with an idea on this movie that I, uh, Forbidden Power. I had the boom man. Sound man holding the boom, young guy say, "Hey, why don't you have the guy grab that first before he grabs that?" Oh my God, that's a great idea. So the uh, director uh, has to have this feeling of collaboration. I had so much input uh, from this crew, especially, and I I thank him and say, "Great idea." Or if if it's not what I want to do, I just say, "Oh, that's yeah, it's pretty good. I think I'll have him walk over here." So that feeling of collaboration and the idea of the forward movement, you know, you, you, this, if the, the crew knows you're going to print a scene, you know, you're not going to do 20 takes. You stage it, you know what you're doing, two or three takes like Clint Eastwood does, like a lot of directors do, William Friedkin, one take, like in the movie Killer Joe. You, you have this forward movement. Uh, that's important. And on the crew meeting that we had before we filmed, I told him, you know, 15 days in um, schedule, and I said, you're not going to be bored because every day we got wild scenes. (laughs) You know, we had karate fight, as I mentioned, in the fog in the alley. We had um, just a lot of fight. We had, I think, six different uh, beautiful women in in the cast that we introduced throughout the story. Um, 
you know, we had uh, action scenes and, uh, and bars and bar fight. I mean, every day when you're making a movie that's going to hopefully hold the audience's attention, it's going to hold the crew's attention. And every day we had some, you know, we were shooting four and five scenes a day. A movie has, uh, this movie has uh, 65 scenes. So to get those 65 scenes in 15 days, you're shooting four and five scenes a day. So we had variety, and um, the crew was entertained, and that made them, you know, that made them work happy and uh, and work hard. So I think that that's the important thing for a director. Then you have the director has to know the schedule. And here's the here's the main thing, William. On all the movies I did. You're on a schedule. You can't afford on a smaller budget. You can't afford to go off that schedule. Yeah. So you got to know the scenes that you want. You have to get that day, and you get it. You can say one scene. You know, you got two guys talking in a coffee shop, and one guy enters. They talk another, and then they leave. So you you shoot that in a good designed master shot. That's interesting, and then you go in and you get your close-ups or singles, whatever you want to do. But you look at your watch. You know you have to finish the scene in three hours because you got to go to the next scene. And if you don't, if you get that first master, at least you got the scene. You got it in your movie. The close-ups or other shots you want to do, those are bonus shots. But at some point, you have to say, that's it, we're moving on. And maybe you don't get the ten shots you wanted, maybe you only get six, but at least you got the scene. You don't say, and this has happened on uh, other movies that other directors have done, uh, smaller budgets. In fact, I had to come in and replace a, a director. He wasn't closing out the scenes. He'll say, okay, we'll get it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, mm. we'll finish the scene tomorrow. Tomorrow, it could rain. Tomorrow, maybe they won't give you the coffee shop back again. Tomorrow, the sun's going to be different, or tomorrow, there's going to be a missing prop. Finish each scene, whether it's a design master or you only get three shots, uh, three camera setups instead of five. Watch your watch and um, move on to the next scene. Um, Omega Cop, a lot of it was exterior, and I watched the sun (laughs) to know when it was setting, and I swear, (laughs) William. It was like the time machine, Rod Taylor, and he sees the sun arc over his laboratory at high speed. <laughs> I would check the sun and say, geez, it's, you know, because it, it's oh an hour past and I'm concentrating. I saw that sun arc over the, the sky in, in a minute. So close out the scenes. Never get off schedule. Because if you get off schedule, then you got to call up all these actors and say, hey, don't come tomorrow, come another day. And then you got to reschedule Ooh. Going off schedule is a nightmare for a smaller budget movie or maybe any budget movie. Close out the scenes. Get that get that whole wow. scene in one or two shots and then get your bonus shots and then say, that's it. we got to move to the next scene. you got to let the crew sleep. So Forbidden Power, the fourth day, I called it my hell day because we had five scenes to do and we finished that. It ended up with that fight in the alley in the fog with the... 15 guys and we had a camera boom and now the alley was right next to the studio it was the studio building and i was very efficient on my set so once we figured we had a big old camera boom and we just wheeled that back right into the studio closed the doors when we were done so um and we finished that at one in the morning i wanted to get more shots but hey had to get the crew home so they can sleep and they can show up again at eight in the morning I think I told him to come in at ten that morning to get some extra sleep. So you gotta think think of that too. So you gotta close out your scenes no matter what, even if you don't get all the shots. That's, so that's right. That's, that's right. That's the big thing of a producing director. Not like <laughs> hey, well, we'll we'll go, we'll go a little over budget. Uh, we'll go, you know, and you won't you don't want to go over budget when it's your own money. But I've been on there sets you go. where. Director, director's so got somebody Paul, else's money. So. Paul, we're down to about nine minutes. I just want to take a quick left turn and talk quickly about the the James Bond Lifestyle Seminar. It's one of my favorite books. So tell me if there's been in your past uh, like a fan that came up and said that, uh, you know, this book changed my life. This book really influenced how I approached my life. Uh, can you tell me any stories like that? 
Well, I got um, 51 reviews now over the last uh, years on um, on Amazon, and the way you search it is James Bond Lifestyle Spectre. It's the Spectre edition on Kindle, 300 pages. And I, when Spectre came out, I rewrote and upgraded and updated the whole book. And, um, uh, you know, people have emailed me and even remained uh, email friends over the years. Uh, because of the James Bond lifestyle, yes, changed their life. Um, and I call that the ultimate freelance book because everything I'm talking about, movies and productions and money um, and um, you know, being in the communication business uh, is in my James Bond lifestyle seminar. Uh, your listeners can go to Amazon, search James Bond lifestyle Spectre, like the Spectre movie, and the Kindle book, I say Spectre because it is the Spectre edition. The, my paper books are selling sometimes $1,100. The paper book, these uh, scalpers got them, the marketeers got them on uh, wow. Amazon. So they're four or $500. But um, the Spectre edition has got oh, 100 or more pages and update. But um, your listeners can go to Amazon, James Bond Lifestyle Spectre edition and they can click it open and read the first 30 pages right there for for free and instantly and if they want it they can uh, download it uh, buy it for i think nine bucks and get it on their kindle it's the ultimate uh, freelance uh, book because um, when i when my movie stopped uh, well all all the time uh, since before i did death machines i took uh, success classes Anthony Norvell, very famous uh, success teacher. Um, I took and I read every book on success. So many seminars, and I encourage uh, uh, you know people to just read everything, get their hands on. Now they have Martin Scorsese and Ron Howard doing um, uh, film classes on the internet. I think it's called Masterclass, right. and I'm going to do class, that. Yes, yeah, Martin Scorsese. I don't know the price. I imagine. I don't know what the price is. Do you know what it it's, is, William? The, those? Yeah, it's a special now. You can get. I'm signed up. You can get for ninety dollars. You can get all of them. You get a- access to everything. I oh, took the one wow. for um, what's the guy? Um, Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the playwright. Um, oh, sure, sure. I love that. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The movie, and I saw the play as well. Sure, I love that movie. Right. I'm always. Man. Well, that's the deal. I mean, um, anybody should spend yeah. the night, and you can get it. You can get everybody. Ron Howard and, geez, they got musicians, yeah. movie musicians. Well, that's oh, incredible. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm doing Martin. Well, I'm going to do all of them then. But I specifically wanted to do the Martin Scorsese one, so um, to, to to energize up for my my next movie. So uh, yeah, uh, have uh, your, your listeners. They got actors. Um, I think. Does, does Robert De Niro do one for that master class? Some big actor does. No, that was Dustin. They had Dustin Hoffman and Dustin uh, Hoffman. Yeah, ooh, he's yeah, in I'm there. Gonna, yep, I'm going to watch that too. So do that and read as much as you can and uh, watch everything on uh, YouTube for independent producers. They give hours and hours of advice. Uh, men who have and women who have produced and sold their projects. And um, everything is on YouTube. And then, yeah, get the James Bond lifestyle because it, it does it has changed people's lives. And and I I tell every aspect, you know, James Bond, deliver on a on a deadline. Call up your talent at will and deliver on a deadline. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. I recommend that book. Yeah. So at least read yep. the first thirty pages for for free. Just click open, look look inside, click the cover, and it'll open up, and you'll see the uh, all the chapters and all the subchapters and all the subjects. Right. So we're down to about five minutes here. Um, so I guess we have time for about two questions. If if um, let's see which two I want to ask. Um, if what advice would you give to your younger self? Wow, yeah, uh, perseverance pays off. You know, uh, you a lot of people they 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 get rejected or see the 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 danger age. And I mentioned this in my James Bond lifestyle. The danger age is twenty six. Age twenty six. Um, you know, it's if people have gone to 
college. It's a couple of years after college. People give it a try, and then they just it's and it's usually the relatives or the girlfriend or the boyfriend or the husband or wife who says, "Well, you took your shot. Now, you know, get a regular job." Well, William, I've always worked. I've done I've done jobs and uh, short-term jobs, and then do a movie. And so you just can't quit at age 26. Everybody does, and I didn't know the reason why. And I was walking San Francisco Pier 39, and I saw this magic gift shop, joke shop, and they had a sign in the window. It says, "I feel so good now that I've given up all hope." And it's mm. supposed to be a joke, but there's pressure. And when you're trying and you're trying to get your project or get your book, and you try and you get disappointed, and the disappointment hurts, and you spend money, and you can't sell your movie, and you spend a lot of money. Uh, it's tough, and, you, and you're alone, and you're alone doing that. And when you give up, then you don't feel so bad. So a lot of people uh, give up. So watch that age 26. I would have told my younger self. I never, I never thought about ever giving up because I'm movie crazy. I love movies. So the perseverance is more important than than talent, than intelligence, um, or. Um, I forget the other one, but perseverance is the number one thing for success. So keep working, keep making money, and uh, and work on your projects uh, when you can. But always keep that shingle up over your door that says writer or actor or producer. Uh, some people burn their scripts. Yeah, I burned my scripts, or I told my agent to go to hell. They like this going down in flames thing. But just uh, you know, keep going, and opportunities will present themselves. So the the thing is, you have to know, uh, you have to be able to see an opportunity when it presents itself, and then take action on that opportunity. So that's what I tell my younger self. Uh, you know, yeah. keep going. You're gonna end, keep going, Paul. You're gonna end up uh, directing Rod Taylor, your hero from the Time Machine and the Birds. <laughs> that's what I would tell myself. That's- that's right. Well, Paul, it's it's been a pleasure as always. I always learn something when you come on. Oh, thank you, William. It's just yeah, great to be on your show, and I, I look forward uh, to it. Uh, when I got back here to Japan, sort of as a, a wrap-up of my movie, to, to be on your show and to talk about it. So I appreciate being on, being on your show. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I'll definitely have you back on. Uh, we'll... Definitely um, talk about forbidden power too. Yeah, I'll be uh, be able to tell you the results, you know, after a couple of months and, and what happened, uh, what happened to it, and how it's going. Because I'll, I'll I'll tell you the the true facts of you know of what's happening with it. There you go. Well, Paul, have a have a good evening and a happy new year. Happy new year, William. Thanks again. All right. Good night. Good night. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg and Happy New Year. Night. Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you
Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 